0: Welcome to the Stop and to Think Podcast. This is your host, Will Dole. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying, you can rate and review in Apple iTunes. Today I'm going to be reading a piece I wrote entitled, Are You Afraid to Die? It begins with a moment to ponder. How do you feel about funerals? This blog was originally written to go up one day after my grandpa's 89th birthday. As I was back home at that point attending The service after his death, I heard a common refrain, I hate funerals. This has to be one of the most common phrases I've heard in my adult life. Now, We often even avoid the term funeral and substitute memorial service or celebration of life to put some sort of happier or softer spin on the event, but whatever we call it, one reality ties them all together. They take place post-mortem. This is an uncomfortable reality for many of us to face. We don't like to think about death, but one of the greatest blessings of a funeral is that it forces you to ponder your own death. In the Old Testament, there's a book of wisdom called Ecclesiastes. In Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verses 1-4, through 4, we find these words I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. A good name is better than precious ointment, and the day of death than the day of birth. Is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting, for such is the end of all mankind, and the living will lay it to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by sadness of face the heart is made glad. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth." And the main thrust of the thought here is simple. Parties are great. We all love to celebrate births, weddings, graduations, birthdays, and anniversaries. But as fun and enjoyable as these moments are, they are fleeting. And so the good they do us is short-lived. But those moments when we are confronted by the reality of mortality, they can be of enduring benefit. How are you living? First thing we need to consider is the beginning of verse 1. A good name is better than precious ointment. In the Hebrew society in which Ecclesiastes was written, they practiced burial, But they didn't have refrigeration, nor did they use any embalming methods. Which would leave you with an odor problem. The way they addressed that was by wrapping bodies with pounds upon pounds of spices, aloes, and perfumes. But what the writer makes clear to us is this. When you're dead, you know what would really stink? Having lived a rotten life. Perfume can't cover that stench. But a good name? That leaves an aroma which no perfume can match. So, how are you living? When you're gone, will people actually miss you? Will they have something true to say, or will they have to make up memories that make you sound better in retrospect? What comes after this? The second and more important thing to ponder is this. When you're dead, you're not finished. And this truth nags at us. We all intuitively know that whatever is in the urn or the casket is not all that there is to a person. So when it's your turn to take a ride to the funeral home, where will the rest of you be? What happens to your soul? Now having an answer to that question leaves us with a looming sense of dread that we either acknowledge and wrestle with or attempt to drown out or ignore. Jesus tells us where this gnawing comes from. You were created by God to know God, it says, Genesis one twenty-six to 26-27, Revelation 21-3. But we have all ignored him, rejected him, and failed to live in keeping with his perfect law. And this is what scripture calls sin, and it separates us from the God by whom and for whom we were made, Romans three twenty-three. In fact, we're told it earns us his just condemnation. And if we continue in that rejection and ignoring of God, death is something we should fear. John 3.36. But we don't have to. God's answer. God sent his son into the world. God the son took on human flesh, John one fourteen, as Jesus of Nazareth and lived a perfect human life, the sort of life we each were meant to live. But he didn't just live. He was crucified, murdered without legitimate cause. And when he died, he not only bore the weight of scorn and shame from those around, but he bore the penalty of God's wrath. Not wrath meant for him, but wrath that is deserved by you and me. He paid it all. He died for your sins so that you could be forgiven. 1 Peter 2.24, Romans 5.6-10. And then he rose three days later, and now he promises life to all who trust in him for their life. Everyone who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. John eleven twenty five. You can know Christ, and in knowing him, know what comes after this. You don't have to fear death. So go to the house of mourning and consider your own life. Are you ready for that day? This has been the Stopping to Think podcast. I'm Will Dole. Thanks for listening.